Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where is the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an Arby's snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. Mic check. Can you give me a mic check, Jim? Chickity check, microphone check. Wiggity 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 whack, right? Yeah. Whatever happened to Crisscross? Um, they had a second album, I think. No, they did. Yeah, they definitely had a second album. I, did I don't not know have if it. they did anything after that. Did you have the second album? Uh, I did. It wasn't good. No, was anything? Uh, I had the the tape. <laughs> I had their yep. first, and I honestly don't remember any other song on there besides "Jump." Uh, I missed the bus. Jump around, jump around, or I missed the bus. Yeah, was it? Um, not jump around. What's it called? Jump. It is called just jump. Okay, jump around is a house of pain. I missed the bus. Yeah. I do remember that one. Yeah, I forgot about that. One. Uh, there was another one. We played that on one of our shows, actually. It, yeah, totally. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um. All right. Hang on. Oh. You remember I missed the bus? I do remember I missed the bus. That's something I will never, ever, ever do again. <laughs> he learned his lesson. You know, that's what childhood's about. Um. There was another single on there, though. Yeah, there was jump. I feel like uh, there was another song I like enjoyed, but I cannot think of oh, it. Oh, warm it up, warm it up, Chris. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, can, did you ever wear your pants backwards, Jim? I did, but um, it was only for like homecoming week when we did backwards clothes day. Right. It wasn't because you wanted to be like crisscross. No, I was definitely not cool enough to try to pull that off. No. Uh, well, should we get the show started, Jim? Sure. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Tom and Jim's <laughs> top five. What was that? <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, this is Tom and Jim's top five. I am Tom. My middle name is... Steven. Ooh, no. I have an uncle named Steven. Oh. Not, not your namesake. Not okay. my, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, no. My middle name is not Steven, and my last name is Skull, and I am talking to James Edmund Doubt the Fourth. Esquire. Esquire. Yes. Are you a fourth? No, I'm a first. Yeah. I look, look at you. You are you're number one in my heart. You're a delight. Aren't I don't I? tell you that. Oh, you don't. Um and I wasn't gonna say anything, but now that you mentioned it, it would be nice to hear from time to time. That would almost be too much. It has to be seldom <laughs> to really make an impact. <laughs> I, I don't mean, want to throw away my words, Tom. If you hear it, you have to know that I mean it. Oh, I, okay. All right. All right. I mean, I don't know what to say, Jim. I don't know what to say. Do you want to do I, I'm not asking you to say anything. This is a podcast, which is mostly an audio medium, so you should find some words. Okay. Um, um, I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what to say. 
<laughs> and that's it, everybody. That's it. Well, good night. Um, no, I've missed you, buddy. It's uh, been uh, been a been a minute, as the kids say, and uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, your uh, my son is uh, reading a book. Your son is sleeping. Hopefully, stays asleep. Right. Lord willing. Lord, <laughs> that's good. Uh, and uh, we're gonna do a show, Jim. I'm excited. We're gonna talk about movie villains. Our favorite movie villains. That's you, what we're doing. Yeah. Do you, I hope by the end All of this, right. you have formulated a list of five. <laughs> just, talk, just talk real slow. Yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll start uh, <laughs> when we start our list. That way you give get a chance. Um, but we are busy. We are busy boys, Jim. We are. And so um, it's been hard to put these shows together sometimes. So I appreciate everyone. Uh, I know we've gotten a few comments have said, I wish you guys were you you come out each week, you know. But you know, summertime, you get the baby. We, I got to get. It's just a, we're we're busy, and so um, we just have to get the shows out when we can, right? Yeah, which is eh, it fluctuates, but it fluctuates. Yeah. Oh, because now soccer starts now, Jim. So <laughs> baseball got done. We had about three week nice grace period. Now soccer's starting, so we're kind of screwed. So yeah, my totally. my, my life is uh, a whirlwind. Anyway, um, we had a couple comments from last week, or from, uh, well, not really last week, but just from in general. Do you want me to read them, Jim? Do you want me to read them? Do tell. Do tell. Well, this one comes from Leanne, our our friend Leanne in Hawaii. And um, she, uh, because I posted something, Jim, because it was was National Golden Girls Day a a couple days ago. And so I asked the logical question, which golden girl is Tom, which golden girl is Jim, right? Sure. Yeah, and um, we didn't get a lot of response, but Leanne just said, Jim is definitely Dorothy, the sensible yet logical one, and Tom is Rose, innocent and dizzy. Hmm. (laughs) Maybe she meant, did she mean ditzy, you think? She wrote dizzy, but she meant ditzy. Both apply. Both both work. Both work. Um, I have to say that's spot on, and I'm glad that neither one of us are are Blanche. Oh, God, screw Blanche. I mean, what a horrible golden girl. I'm sorry. God rest her soul, but uh, no, I don't want to be Blanche. So th- yeah, thank you. And I don't want to be the the, the what was Estelle Getty's character, the the old lady. They're all old, but oh, mom, uh, right? <laughs> Dorothy always called her mom. That's all I remember. So well, because it was her mom, right? <laughs> that makes sense then. Oh, that's, that's, not, that's just a clever nickname. I thought it was just for health reasons, um, <laughs> but <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Leanne. Um, I will uh, do my best. Uh, to make you proud as Rose. Maybe, wait, Jim, there's a Halloween costume idea right there. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Josh wrote in. Josh Lewis, um, he responded to us because we've talked we talked about last time we're going we're going to San Diego, Jim. And we asked, hey, where should we, what should we do? What should we see? Where should we go? And uh, he says, hey, guys, have fun in San Diego. Uh, I was stationed there for about five years, and it's a great city. Uh, awesome. Downtown has the Gas Lamp District, which Jim you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. and it has it's good for its bars and restaurants. Not sure where you'll be in the city, but Ocean Beach, which I believe I think that's where we're staying, isn't it? Isn't it Ocean? I think so. I think that's where we're staying. Um, has a place called Hodad's, and that has amazing burgers. Um, also, yeah, I'm, I'm a big burger fan. Also, if you're out late, <laughs> who's he think he's talking to? Of course, we're going to be out late. Uh, and want some Mexican food? Oh, he's driving. Yes, a, oh, yes, here yes, we yes. go. Go get burritos at Santana's, and he recommends the California burrito. Um, so there you go. Santana's is supposed to be a good place. And then, as far as beer, here we go. Uh, I was there before the craft beer boom, so I'm not sure, but I do know that Stone Brewery 
and Ballast Point are really popular. Now, I've heard of Ballast Point. Yeah. Yeah. So, and our friend uh, who we're going out to see um, or for her wedding, Abby, she mentioned Ballast Point to me when I asked about some beer stuff. So, I'll have to try it because I've never tried Ballast Point. Have you ever had it? I have not had it, no. Oh, good. Well, well, well let's, let's do it. I'll, I'll buy you one, Jim. I will gladly take that one. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> Oh, one other thing. Uh, he thanks, be- for the list. thanks for the recommendation. No, yeah. what? Oh, what? no, no. Thanks for the Yeah, you're right. Thanks for the recommendation. He had one more. He said, if it's still open, go to the big kitchen for breakfast. It's great for hangovers. So we'll look into that as well. <laughs> so thanks, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> he knows us so well. Yeah, he does. He does. Well, I think, um, if I remember right, he thinks you guys would have been best friends in high school. I think that's that, Josh. Well, at this point, we would have been best friends in college and shortly thereafter. Right, right. And you would have been stationed with them in San Diego, I think, at this point. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Josh. Yeah, no, that's uh, we're excited for that trip. I'm, uh, I'm extremely excited. Um, Jim, uh, I, I'd ask you about your week, but uh, we're, we're on a time crunch because that baby might wake up anytime. So, <laughs> Jim, so, I'd ask you about your week, but I don't care. I, well, I do care, Jim. Do, <laughs> do you want to tell me about your week? How was your week? Uh, it's pretty uneventful. Oh, Moving okay. on. All right. Well, we went to we watched a lot of uh, Huskies Duluth Huskies baseball. That's what we did, and they're not, they're in first place going to the playoffs. So that's very exciting for us here in Duluth for our college baseball teams. Lots of good sports going on in Duluth. You guys want yeah. uh, NCAA hockey as well? Yeah, the, the the hockey team. They were uh, they were national champs last year. So that's exciting. You were on my couch watching that, as I recall, and you could not care less. I did care. Yeah, that's funny. That I was in Cleveland. While University of Minnesota Duluth was winning the national hockey uh, game, but uh, yeah, I was I I cared to just kind of care. I I I don't want to get into the whole thing of why I don't like hockey. Do we have to go into it again, Jim? Nope. Okay, let's nope. not do that. Let's not. I I enjoy the sport of hockey. I really do. It's a fantastic sport to watch, especially in person. So I'll go with I'll go with that. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into our list, Jim. We're we're picked uh, top five movie villains. You may have not picked yours yet, as far as this recording. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we get through it and you you pick one. But I will go first, right? So you can maybe uh, uh, think of one. <laughs> sure, go for it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, my number five. I think you will know who this is. Uh, it's probably not on your list, but uh, it won't it won't surprise you that he is on mine in it is Kong Noonien Soon from Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan <laughs> total badass man <laughs> I love this guy this, this this Ricardo Montalban plays him and it makes the entire movie is the bad guy it's, the villain is the is better than James Kirk any of the Star Trek people it is Khan from Star Trek II makes the whole movie he's fantastic <laughs> it's fantastic uh quick little background on him he, he actually appeared first in a it was an original series episode from the 60s called space seed that's where the character came from and so star trek 2 is basically a sequel um to that episode of the original series because if they find him 15 years later and um him and his people that they marooned on this island they meaning the James Kirk and the Star Trek people, and that's where. And basically, so the whole movie is just a, a movie of revenge, and uh, um, it's it's awesome. The Ricardo Montalban, his dialogue, the way he portrays the character, it's absolutely fantastic. If they never made this movie, because the first Star Trek movie they made was was very not well received, if they didn't change it up and make this movie with this amazing villain, 
I don't know if we they would have as many Star Treks as they do now because I just think it almost killed the franchise, the original movie. So, um, yeah, he kind of saved it all. In my opinion, he saved it, and uh, he's fantastic. Um, you've seen the movie, right, Jim? Yes. Yes, but it's not been many, many years. I was a kid. Right. When I saw it. Right. Um, and uh, well, that's when I was a kid. When I when I saw it first, I was a little kid, and it scared. He scared the hell out of me. Con did. <laughs> so like he was, he especially there's that scene where he there's those little they, the eels that on the planet he, he lives on. He puts little baby eels in um, the two guys' ears, and it's just uh, to like control their mind, and it's it's so freaking scary. Uh, but for 1982 when this movie came out, um, pretty good pretty good uh, graphics and stuff. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just awesome. Um, he, I love that he quotes. Uh, a lot of like Mo- the Moby Dick, like the, he quotes the lines from that. You know, he talks in like just very theatrical, you know, and he's just in one of the best parts. Probably a theme through this list is that some of the best villains. What makes a villain so good is that the the villain it's themselves don't believe they're our villain. <laughs> they believe they are doing what's right in their mind. And that makes an incredible bad guy or bad woman. It's just I love that, and that's what he's he's like. Um, so cool. Um, of course, you know the the character um, was later portrayed in 2013 film Star Trek Into Darkness by uh, uh, what's his name uh, Cumberbatch. What's his first name Benedict, right? Yeah, and uh, which was good. And you know a lot of people poo poo on the new Star the J.J. Abrams Star Trek stuff. Um, but he was really, really good in it. Probably one of the most bright, brightest points of that movie of those uh, that series, and uh, um, it's just good, man. He's just, it, I just, I love. It's just an ultimate like, the guy's out for revenge, but he doesn't believe he's doing anything wrong. He doesn't believe hurting other people is wrong. It's just, it's crazy, and um, he basically makes that movie. He makes that entire movie, and he has been the the, the character himself has been. Uh, of course, listed as the number one best bad guy in all the Star Trek universe, um, but listed as one of the best sci-fi bad guys in all of uh, sci-fi movies, and um, just great bad guy all around. And absolutely love, I love Khan and Ricardo Montalban. He was 61 when he filmed this movie. If you go back and watch it at all, the guy is ripped out of his mind. I don't know. In '82, he might, you know, they weren't they were more relax maybe on drugs steroids maybe he was on something but the guy for 61 years old was fantastic so um yeah that's kind of all i got him i just absolutely love this movie it's one of my favorite movies ever so we've talked about that and uh yeah that's all i got jim well that's fantastic is it though is it fantastic yeah what do you want me to say yes (laughs) yes i'm just i'm just i'm right now i'm stalling for time is it working? I, I'm fine. Oh, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's a good call. I didn't think of it. Yeah. But you are a bigger Star Trek fan. I'm a big Star. Trek. Well, you know, and we didn't mention at the top of the show, Jim. I texted you the other day, very excited. I didn't mention. <laughs> you, the news just came out a couple of days prior to this recording that uh, Patrick Stewart's back and he's going to make uh, another Star Trek with John Luke Picard, his character. And I'm very excited. And um, so I'm in a very Star Trek mode right now. So this was not hard for me to think up, like, who's my favorite Star Trek bad guy? And it's Khan. But um, I am very excited for that new Star Trek show, which I know you probably won't watch, but um, I will. So I I won't watch it, but yeah. only because it's on CBS All Access. I know. I don't like that. Uh, I haven't watched the new Star Trek, the Discovery show, which I'm not too interested in anyway. But 
Um, they they don't even put it on CBS. These new shows now they're just on CBS All Access, and you have to get the I think it's like six bucks a month because for some reason CBS has something where they don't put their shows on Hulu or Netflix, and and so because they have their own streaming thing, and so but I'm gonna have to get it for this for that that for that show. I just I'll just get it when the, and watch them and then delete um, <laughs> and then get rid of it and then get it again for the next season if there is one because um, I'm not going to uh, pay for another service. So <laughs> That's what I'm doing with Hulu and Castle Rock. Mm. Man, sorry. We didn't even talk about that. I'm only one episode in on Castle Rock. Have you watched <laughs> so, it yet? No, uh, we're only one episode in. What would you think? Uh, it's good. Uh, and I read a lot of um, reviews on it before I started watching it too. They right. didn't like spoiler reviews or anything, right? Um, but they were just saying the first three episodes are slow and a lot of character building, right? Uh, but it is really good, right? I do like. I did see that they released all th- the first three episodes right away, and they yeah. probably did that on purpose because they are slow to like. Well, let's get people to binge these, and then we can build up from there. But I've only watched the one, like you said. Um, I like it. I like. I. I'm not. I'm not as well versed in everything Stephen King. So there was. There's a few things I did catch. That were like, oh, that's from this book or this movie, but yeah. um, I'm I, I'm excited about it. I, I I got the wife to watch it, and she's she's very nervous, and so I so I'm trying to get her to watch the second episode, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we, I've been trying to get the wife to watch it too, but I don't think I think I'm gonna end up watching that one by myself. Yeah, same here. So I'm uh, I'm off in a couple of days. I'm just gonna watch the next two and go from there. But anyway, yeah. back to our list. Con's my number. Uh, <laughs> my number five. So, oh yeah, we're talking about stuff. Yeah, uh, so there, I'll play a little clip of uh, of him. He tasks me. He tasks me, and I shall have him. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round Perdition's flames before I give him up. All right, Jim, what is your number five? Probably the most iconic villain of any movie franchise. Oh. Would you like to take a guess? Um, is it from a sci-fi franchise? <laughs> yes. Is his name start with a D? It could. Okay, what, what do you got? <laughs> also start with an A. Oh. Uh, ooh, Darth, Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker. Nice, nice. This is my number two, Jim. So, Excellent. Yes. It's, Excellent. How could it not be on a list? Seriously. I mean, it's got to be, right? Exactly. All right. Um, he's just so iconic as a bad guy. I mean, when you think of movie villains, he's got to be one of the first names that come to mind. I mean, besides Khan. Right. It's got to be Darth Vader. And uh, in some shape or form, his character was in seven of the nine Star Wars movies. Right. He's also mentioned in the other two that he's not in. So like, he's yes. definitely the main, <laughs> main character. Or, uh, yeah. What else you got on him? I mean, just, um, I mean, he was, I say most notably played by, um, Hayden Christensen. He's probably the best known person, I guess, who played him. Cause in, in four five and six, he was in the Darth Vader costume. Yeah. And it was, uh, what David Prowse was the guy in the costume, but you never saw who it, it could have been anyone in there. Yeah. Could have been any, yeah. And obviously, James Earl Jones is the voice of him. Yeah, what would it be if it was someone else besides James Earl Jones voicing Darth Vader? Like Gilbert Gottfried? Oh, God. that I would can't. have totally changed the entire 
scheme of the of the movies probably i imagine right yeah yeah it definitely would have i did read a thing um that they at one point orson welles was going to be the voice ah and um i'm not sure how that would have went but gilbert godfrey as the aflac duck as darth vader that would have been something <laughs> um you know i um i'm really into to pixar right now i'm kind of obsessed with pixar yeah and uh, i read a few books on pixar recently i'm in the middle of one of them right now but did you know, Thomas, yes. here's, here's, uh, here's a little bit of trivia for you. I love it. Did you know that what is known as Pixar now uh, originally was the graphics division of Lucasfilm and made Star Wars? Oh, what, what, was it something light and magic? Industrial light and magic? Isn't that them? Or is it, uh, am I, th- I thinking something else? I think you might be thinking of s- something else. So- I can't... So you're saying they broke off and made Pixar, some of these guys? Well, it's Lucas. I think we talked about this on the show. George Lucas went through a divorce and had to sell off the graphics division of Lucasfilm. Ah, okay. And then uh, they were kind of just hung out to dry, and Steve Jobs stepped in and funded them out of his pocket until they made Toy Story and went public. And, and, And that didn't do well at all. Pixar movies. No, yeah. I'm. You even know that movie when I say it. <laughs> right. Such a, such a flop. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I didn't know that. That's cool. That's 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 great trivia, Jim. I can. I, I'm gonna use that at next uh, trivia night I go to. You do that. Right. You do that. Um, can I jump in here with Darth Vader a little bit? Please, um, for the love. Yeah, <laughs> Darth Vader is actually the most has made the most money from any of the Star Wars merchandise. Darth Vader stuff. He's the most iconic, isn't it? so he's not even the hero, but he's the most iconic, and he's made the most like from toys to to uh, you could have a toaster that would, but Darth Vader's burnt toast, you know, on the face of the toast, like everything, like he has made the most money the the character itself, which I thought was kind of interesting for being the villain. Uh, um, did you see the uh, Rogue One movie? Yes. Now. You know, watching the original Star Wars when we were younger, Darth Vader was a badass, you know, but he was kind of like, it, it's like, wow, what, why is he, so, why are they so afraid? You don't get to see him in action that well. Well, in Rogue One, you finally get to see Darth Vader, like, use his lightsaber, like, and kick some ass. <laughs> like, that's not yeah. against Luke Skywalker. And it's amazing. It's like, oh, that adds, like, a whole new element to the original movies and how, like, how bad, like, how bad he is. And yes. uh, it is so cool. It is just, He's just he's iconic. He's um and some people some people actually will say he's actually the tragic hero of the movies because he as you talked about the prequels, Anakin Skywalker played by Hayden Christensen shows that he was motivated originally by love and, and good and his family and he just felt he just went too far when his wife died and all this stuff and and um yeah, and uh, it's just it's just great. He's such a great character. It's an amazing character. It's such a the stories itself are awesome. I, I like even and everyone's gonna be like, oh, the prequels sucked. I didn't I didn't mind them. You got to start somewhere, you know. But the original three, amazing, and Darth Vader is the best part of those three movies. So, yeah, I'd have to say, honestly, I think Rogue One is my favorite of all of them. It's such a fun movie. Right. It's such a fun movie. Yeah, I like it. Uh, um, what was I gonna say? Um, oh. Well, Oh, I was gonna say what Luke Skywalker. I would argue he's the real villain. What do you think? <laughs> um, he 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 uh, he killed his mother during childbirth. Not technically his fault. Um, he makes out with his sister as a teen. <laughs> okay, 
So he just has family issues. He doesn't make him the villain. Well, some people... He ends up killing his father? He's a villain. He's the villain. Luke Skywalker is the villain of these movies. That's what I'm going to... I'm going to argue that to the day I die. What do you think of that? Uh, I think in the last one, he was horrible. That movie is awful the last jedi yeah there's yeah. i have mixed feelings i go like some days i think of it and i'm like yeah I, I liked it and then some days i'm like yeah it wasn't good I, i'm just really mixed on that one i really am some people really love it some people don't i i'm kind of like eh, just give me my original three and i'm good <laughs> so yeah and rogue one and so, rogue one um i didn't see uh the other one the uh han solo i didn't see that yet. i didn't see that yet either i heard it didn't do well but i i like to see things for myself before i make judgment on those but um. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but no. Darth Vader's a great pick. That's my number. T- that's why it's my number two. And uh, uh, he's just such a badass, complete badass. So good. Anything else on on Darth Vader? I know there's probably a shit ton we could talk about, but we got time. We got time to get to our other ones here. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> All right. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader. Your sad devotion to that ancient religion has not helped you conjure up the stolen data tapes, or given you clairvoyance enough to find the Rebels' hidden fort. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Enough of this. Vader, release him. As you wish. <clears throat> All right, Jim, uh, number fours. Number four. Oh, I just lost my... There we go. I... <laughs> my notes, Jim, my notes. Okay, found them. Um... Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, there we go. Sorry for the swearing. Sorry for the effing. Sorry for the effing. Uh, my number four is... Um, you're. I think you'll like this one. Um, he's also from a trilogy, and, uh, he, uh, however, well, he is actually technically in all three, um, but one of his family members is the main bad guy in one of them, and it is Biff Howard Tannen from the Back to the Future trilogy. (laughs) I love Biff Tannen. (laughs) It's fantastic. (laughs) He's the, he's an amazing bad guy. He's a great villain. He's he's actually an asshole, <laughs> and um, but that's what made I don't know why I like it so much. Probably because I love the movie so much, and he's like the perfect bad guy to Marty McFly. But um, he of course uh, Biff Tannen, played by uh, Thomas F. Wilson, and he plays him in all three films. But also in the third one, he also plays uh, Mad Dog Tannen, his great uh, Buford Mad Dog Tannen, which is his great great grandfather. When Marty goes back to the old West, um, and. Uh, He's just great, man. He's fantastic. He's such an he's just such a prick. He's such an asshole. And uh, he's not afraid of anything. He just, and when you see him in the fifties, he's always picking on George McFly, bullying him and do his homework and stuff. He's and um, the only one he fear, fears is Mr. Strickland, the principal. Um, which I always find funny because they're like, Did Strickland ever have hair? When they go back to the fifties, he's still bald. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just I don't know what else to say about him. Everyone knows who Biff Tannen is. Everyone knows he's like when you think of the ultimate bully that's it's in a, in a movie not in real life we can go there another, another day but uh it's him it's absolutely him and then of course um uh he has a in the future one he has griff which is his uh nephew 
<laughs> who's like got a what's Doc say? He's got a few short circuits, as, short circuits in his bionic implants. <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah. So that's my that's mine. That's all I got on Biff. What do you got? You Why love, would I have it? <laughs> you love Biff, don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't really consider it. Yeah, but yeah. I do love uh, Back to the Future and yeah. Uh, Biff. 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 What it's, a great oh. name, isn't it? A great name for a bad guy. Um, the the character actually came uh, from there's a the studio executive named Ned Tannen, that writers Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis when they're writing uh, a different movie. Uh, there's this studio executive, like I said, named Ned Tannen, and he was a jerk. And um, so that's why they named, when they wrote Back to the Future, they named their character Biff Tannen. So I thought that was kind of funny. So, hmm. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got on Biff. <laughs> that's all you need, buddy. That's all I need. Hey, McFly! What do you think you're doing? Biff. Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish bug. Oh, hey, Biff. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, you got my homework finished, McFly? Uh, well, actually, I figured since it wasn't due till Monday. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think, McFly. Think. I gotta have time to recopy you. You realize what would happen if I hand in my homework and your handwriting? I'll get kicked out of school. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Would you? Well, now, of course not. No, I wouldn't no. want that to happen. What are you looking at, butthead? All right, Jimbo, what's your uh, what's your number four? All right, mine is um, it's a little hard to describe, I guess. Um, so it goes by two different names. Okay. First of one is just called The Narrator. Okay. But his other name is, is uh, Tyler Durden. From Fight Club. Oh, good pick. This is a good one, Jim. So Ed Norton's character never has a name. He's the narrator. That's his name. Really? I haven't seen the movie yeah. in a while. Is that really he never is named? Yeah. He, you don't know his name. That's, He's just the narrator. That's awesome. That's such a good movie. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. And then as the course of the movie, you find out that Tyler Durden and the narrator are the same person. Ed Norton and, yeah. and Brad Pitt are the same person. Yeah. Spoiler alert, um, but the movie's 20 years old. Get over it, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the author who wrote this, I'd probably say his last name wrong. I've probably always said his last name wrong. His name is, I always, I say it Polonic. I don't know if that's right, but Chuck Polonic wrote the book, mm-hmm. uh, Fight Club, and he's written a lot of books, and I've read a handful, and they're all really messed up. If you're ever looking for just a really weird storyline check him out but uh his first he wrote uh pursuit of happiness it was a, a seven page short story and a, and a compilation okay and it ended up becoming the, the sixth chapter of fight club and he got um fight club published in 1996 okay and and uh the film was made in 1999 that's, uh, by that's quick for like a published and then suddenly a movie that's that's crazy yeah, yeah. It, it and uh i believe brad pitt did he he might have bought the rights to it am i thinking of a different i think of a different movie on my list i think that's he's, moneyball he's he <laughs> is in who knows uh, yeah <laughs> oh he bought the rights to a different movie um that will actually be my next list, which okay. is really weird. Okay. But anyway, uh, in two, in 2015, they made uh, Fight Club 2, but it's only a comic book put up by Dark Horse. 
Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's set ten years after the original movie. Interesting. Is is the narr- character of Edward Norton's character, the narrator, in that book? Because he, he is. he's alive. Yep. Okay. He and Marla Singer are married and have a nine year old son. Uh oh, is that is that kids start kicking ass? I can't tell you. Okay, don't but tell me. <laughs> in, the, in Fight Club Two, which is also written by Chuck Blahnik, um, you find out that the narrator's real name is Sebastian. Of course Sebastian. it is. For those of you scoring at home. Yes. yes. Um, the character, Tyler Durden's character, is just amazing. I mean, he's he's evil, but he's just witty and funny and sarcastic at the same time. Yeah. And Ed Norton plays a great character, like the flip side of Tyler Durden. It's just the writing in that storyline is just insane. I mean, it's fantastic. It shattered the mold when that came yeah. out. Yeah, it's it's a great movie. Like, it, um, people like who never wanted to watch it. Like, I don't want to just watch a, a thing about fighting. It's not really about that. If you watch it as for like the acting in the in the their dialogue, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Continue, and please. I don't want to ruin the entire storyline for anybody who hasn't seen it. But like right. you said, it's been out forever. So if you wanted to see it, you would have already seen it. But right. to like the Fight Club is such a small role. It's basically taking people who would participate in something like that and brainwashing them into a cult yeah. is basically is basically all it did. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is used to wipe credit card debt clean. I mean, it's insane. And everybody start over at zero. Yeah, which is kind of wish that would happen now. That'd be fantastic, yeah. but I'm not advocating a fight club here, Tom. Well, well one, rule number one, you don't talk about Fight Club. Even if we had one, I couldn't talk about it. Right. Followed by rule number two, which you don't talk about it. You don't talk about it. Right. Right. Which is why CrossFit is the exact opposite of Fight Club. Right. You, when you're in CrossFit, you have to talk about it. It's the only thing you talk about. It's the only thing. And your protein intake. That's all you talk about. <laughs> right. Oh man! Hey, let's go flip tires. Okay, cool. All right, you go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I'm happy for you. All right. What, what, anyway. else, what else you got on uh, Tyler Durden? Yeah, he's a badass. This movie. Right there, he is a badass. He's yeah. awesome. Brad Pitt's. He's amazing in that. That movie made me like Brad Pitt. Right. Yeah. Like you know, before like I think a lot of people before that, or even now, people think like you know Brad Pitt. Oh, he's just like the. Hollywood heartthrob guy, but it's like, dude, that guy is a great actor. He's <laughs> and, he is. Yeah, yes, he's like looks fantastic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's gorgeous, but like he's an amazing actor. And I think it wasn't until Fight Club that really showed how good of an actor he is. Yeah. Um, what was the one he did? He did re- Brad Pitt did it after that, where you cannot you couldn't even understand what he was saying because he played a um, oh snatch the snatch. guy Richard. Yeah, what, he was yeah. playing. A, was he playing an Irish guy or something? Wasn't he? He was. Uh, or was what's Scott? that dialect? Um, like a weird Celtic something. I don't know. It's a it's a from the UK of some sort, isn't it? It's a is this particular like dialect language, and uh, that's gonna bother me. Yeah, I know, but it was fantastic, and you couldn't understand a word he says. <laughs> It's uh oh boy, we're gonna look it up. Hang on, I'm gonna find it because it's like on the tip of my tongue. All right, well, while you're looking that up, um, no, I was just gonna kind of fill the voice here. I think people nope. like when we're just like 
We're going to go dead silent. <laughs> Just don't, don't care. Um, should we sing? Should I sing? Uh, Cockney? Is it Cockney? A Cockney I think accent? Co- oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, I think you're right. Uh, I think that's what it is. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Every week, Tyler gave the rules that he and I decided. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Third rule of Fight Club, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out. The fight is over. Fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirts, no shoes. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. All right, Jim, uh, number three, my number three. Um, I think this person's on your list. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if it's your one or two, and I'm stealing your thunder a little bit, but I went with The Joker. Yeah, man, nice. that is on my list. That's number two. Number two, all right. Well, um, which joke? Well, it's, you know, because we're talking about movie villains, so I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say I like one better than the other, but I, I'm, I'm sp- specifically talking about Heath Ledger's Joker and Jack Nicholson's Joker. But my favorite, there's a plane going overhead. I don't know if you can hear that. But my favorite, <laughs> my favorite is Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight. It better be. Yeah. It better be I, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, I don't know how you can't. It can't be your favorite. Although there's elements of Jack Nicholson's Joker in the original, in the Batman movie that are fantastic and I love. But Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker is one of the best acting, best on-screen acting I've ever seen. It's just it's fantastic. Agreed. Um, now, but let me ask you a question. Yeah. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> Once. Okay. But he bought me dinner first, so... <laughs> I felt, I felt I owed it to him. Um, yeah, well, a little bit on Jack Nicholson's Joker. Um, when that movie came out, I was so excited. It was so so cool. And, you know, we were used to, like, uh, uh, you know, Superman movie, you know, the movies with uh, Christopher Reeves and stuff. It was all about the it was all about the, the superhero. And the bad guys were kind of just the bad guys of that movie. Uh, Tim Burton kind of made... We made Batman. It was about Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman, but it really was... The Joker stole the show, and it was like about the villain, and that was the more colorful character and, and fun. And and later on, Batman movies kind of were like that. And uh, and he, Jack Nicholson did a great job with it. Now I know it's uh, I know some of the comic book you know diehards like don't like the fact that they kind of blended a couple stories together, or or gave him what Joe Chill's character of killing his parents. You know they gave that to him to kind of change it up. Um, but Jack Nicholson did a fantastic job as the Joker. Now, when Dark Knight came out and Heath Ledger was doing the Joker, I was like blown away. I'm like, this is insane. I was le- legitimately scared of him. <laughs> like you're watching him on the screen, like this guy is so scary and so awesome, and uh, he's fantastic. Um, this is your number two. So what else you got on? You? I assume you're just talking about Heath Ledger as well, right? Yeah, I just went with Heath Ledger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean he's. He's, he was incredible. He was incredible. 
was one of the best acted villains, I think, in any movie, to be honest. Um, he went very method yeah. on acting in this one. He shut himself in a room for over a month right. and learned this character. Um, and he had that like lip-smacking thing that he would do. Oh, so creepy. Uh, but the weird thing about his, his method acting of this character is he didn't do it. Like, you hear a lot of people do it 24 hours a day. Yeah. He didn't do that. He, like, uh, when uh, Jared Leto played the Joker, he did that. Right. And he played pranks on people, and he was the Joker constantly. Heath Ledger didn't. He was, like, skateboard on set, and he would give hugs to, like, the entire production crew at the end of each day. And he was apparently, like, super nice to everybody. But as soon as the camera rolled, he flipped a switch, and he went totally insane. God, that's nuts. I mean, he um, won the best. He won the best supporting actor uh, for yeah. Academy Award that year, which I think to this day is the only um, comic book movie to ever win a, the actor uh, an award. I think. And, I think you're right. Yeah, and he, well, he didn't deserve it, and you know he died r- right before the movie came out. He would have won it anyway if he was alive. I I, yes. I don't doubt it. So. Um, and he's only one of two people to ever win um, posthumously. I believe is how you say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, the other person was Peter Finch in Network in 1977. He won Best Actor after he passed away. Oh, I didn't even know that. It's a good no. movie, by the way. It's good. Uh, yeah, he was the first and only actor to win for the portrayal of a in a superhero film. Yeah. Michael Keaton's performance in, in Birdman um, could uh, could be argued to be a superhero film portrayal. Yeah, but, I mean, if you haven't seen Birdman, it's not... he. It's about the actor who plays a superhero in movies. It's... I don't... I don't think... I would say no, that's not a superhero movie. And I would agree with you. Okay. But it's an awesome movie. Yeah. A couple more things about Heath Ledger, like, the Joker, I should say. Like, um, he's just... So creepy. Um, there's the scene... I think we might have talked about this before, Jim. Um, there's a scene where they have him in the jail. And um, he just starts, like, I think the Commissioner Gordon, was just, they're talking, or Lieutenant Gordon at the time are talking, and they, and um, and he's just in the background in the cell. And after he gets done, ta- they get done talking, he just like slow, does a nice slow clap, you know, like, yeah. and that was all like impro- like improvised. Like he just like started doing that, and they're, they're when they're looking at him like all weird, like they're literally looking at Heath Ledger, like, why are you ruining the take? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like it was, they left in the movie because it was so creepy and it was so, it was so good. Um, you just never knew what he was gonna do. The scene, you know, the scene where he had the two sh- boats on the harbor and like he said they're gonna blow him up. And it's like he just didn't know what was gonna happen. And it, I don't know, man. It's just it's, it's such a good performance. And the, the Joker is one of the best bad guys in any movie, comic books, TV. It's just great. So. And. uh the other scene in the movie, I'm sure he improvised a ton, but the other major scene he improvises when the the hospital blew up. Yes, I love and that. It, and his remote didn't detonate. Right. And he played it off, and he mumbled to himself and fiddled with the remote, and then the explosion went off, and he sort of saved that entire scene. Yeah. Yeah, because he kind of got scared, like you would, you know, like uh, explosion, but he kind of like stayed in character and then just started walking off screen. It was it's hilarious. <laughs> And there's actually the the bank scene at the beginning of the movie that's shot in IMAX. Yeah. That cool scene that's um, it's in. I can't remember what building in Chicago it's in, 
it might have been like an old post office or like a i think it was okay but anyway um that was that scene was a, te- a teaser for another movie that i went to see and they they opened it up and it's just that opening scene of the dark knight it was like incredible nice um, but that scene um christopher nolan had to reshoot it and Heath Ledger was afraid that he had to reshoot it because of his performance. And he thought he didn't, Nolan didn't like the way he portrayed the Joker. It turned out that um, they actually shot some of the shots slightly out of focus. So a little, some of them were just a little bit soft. So he had to reshoot those scenes. But he liked Ledger's performance so much that he still used some of the out of focus shots in the final movie. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, that's a, you know, that's an actor that's uh, very missed. Um, I think, you know, when you first when we first all saw Heath Ledger, we think of that um, Ten Things I Hate About You, and then he was in like that Knight's Tale, and you're like, okay, he's just like going to play the the heart, the Hollywood heartthrob guy. And then he started making these really cool movies, including Batman, yeah. showing how act how well of an actor he he is or was. And uh, yeah, this I'm almost mad I only put this at number three. <laughs> Should have put it higher. What else? Anything else you got on him? I would say no. The last thing I was going to say though. Um... If you're into comic books, uh, get Brian Azzarello's Joker. It's okay. a it's a um, kind of a graphic novel, trade paperback graphic novel you can get, but it's probably like the closest comic book adaptation of Heath Ledger's version of the Joker. He's more of like a human and a criminal mastermind than he is like, you know, a super villain, I guess. Right. That's good. What's the um the Killing Joke? Isn't that one of the graphic novels that uh, mm-hmm. that he kind of this this Joker is supposed to be kind of portrayed as after? The, yeah, the Killing Joke is um it's one of the more well known. Okay. I guess Batman graphic novels. It's very well known. Um, okay. but it's kind of ambiguous at the end, and it Batman is supposed to have killed the Joker at the end of the Killing Joke. Oh, okay. And. Uh... All right. Well, I won't spoil it for anyone who wants to read that. So I have a, like a really old print of that, actually. Really? I've actually would like to. I I should. I don't read as comics that much. I didn't. And um, I should go back and read some of these because uh, they're fantastic. The stories are great. So. All yeah. right. All right. I found one. Uh, Alan Moore wrote the Killing Joke, and Alan Moore also did like The Watchmen, I believe. Oh yeah. Um, he did. He's done like a lot of, um, very like seminal graphic novels like the league of extraordinary gentlemen which became a movie um he's done a ton of stuff he's like he's up there with some of the greats as far as um uh comic books and graphic novels go nice but uh he i found one god this was done in 1988 i think i've got a copy of it from like 1989 it's like second print of it. I found it at a comic book shop and had to get it. It's a, it's a classic. Anyway, nice. It's a classic comic book. Nice. We'll put your kid through college if you sell it again. And and I'm a, a giant uh, nerd. No, I probably won't. But it's worth something. Are you are you a bigger nerd than I am? Do you think I think we're both equally big nerds, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're more of the comic nerd. I'm more of the sci-fi nerd. I think it's but you know, but together, yeah. what a what a sitcom we'd make. On Nickelodeon, remember Chad wrote in and said we should be on Nickelodeon for with our own uh, or it, Nick at Night or was it Nick at Night? It can't be worse than The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> That's on CBS All Access, apparently. 
Um, no, that's actually on CBS. You can actually watch that one, but not Star Trek. No, we have to watch. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. All right. Uh, good. Heath Ledger. Let's. Uh, let's. Uh, Heath Ledger. Let's, let's good pick from... on that. Yes. Those mob fools want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things forever. Then why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, 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 you, you complete me. You're garbage, you kills for money. Don't talk like one of them, you're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. They need you right now. But when they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. See, their morals, their code. It's a bad joke. You've dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. All right, Jim, uh, what's your number three? All right, my number three. I told you Brad Pitt uh, produced a movie and yes. bought the rights to a movie. It's The Departed. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yes. Great movie. So, yeah, it is. Um, he brought the rights to um, uh, Internal Affairs. In, okay. In Infernal Affairs, which was a Hong Kong film in, in 2002, uh, which became the ad- adaptation of The Departed in 2006 which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson's portrayal of Frank Costello. Yes. Um, he's one of my favorite homicidal, completely insane villains in any movie. And he is insane. <laughs> and he was insane. And he gets more and more insane as that movie goes on. He just completely loses all grip. And uh, DiCaprio's character, it, uh, Costigan, Billy Costigan, is stuck in the middle. Um now it's loosely based off of Whitey Bulger, um, who was you know the famous gangster in, in uh, South Boston, mm-hmm. and corrupt FBI agent John Connolly, uh, who grew up with Whitey Bulger on the South Side. So it's loosely based off of that, mixed in with uh, the Hong Kong film. But this movie, knowing that this movie made me dive into Whitey Bulger and read up about him, and then you know Depp did the movie on him and stuff. But and they caught him. How many years ago? Five, six years ago, maybe. Yeah, not too long ago, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Great pick. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, it just doesn't stop. It's just a roller coaster all the way through uh, to the very end. And I don't want to ruin anything for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, just yeah, you got to see it. And there's some twists at the end that you're not going to see coming, and no. they may make you really mad. But that movie is fantastic. Um, yeah, this one's. I think two reasons. It's not that recent because it came out in what oh six. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still, but it's like it's one of those that a lot of people might not have seen. So yeah, let's not let's not spoil it all because it's it like you said, it's a roller coaster and it's fun. It's a fun movie, and it's um, Jack Nicholson's character. His character is amazing. (laughs) It's just so good. And Um, it's like the cast of this movie. It's and it's not like one of those like super casted movies you know what i mean the movies that they they've got 12 
A-list celebrities just to make it a better movie. Right. This is like an amazing movie with an amazing director that all these people wanted to be on. Right. And it's like DiCaprio and Damon and Nicholson and Wahlberg, right. Martin Sheen, Vera Formiga, Baldwin. Um, who else? Anthony Anderson, who's like Anthony, normally a comedian, Anthony, comedic actor. Yep. yep. And he's fantastic. It, it, this is like the one Wahlberg movie I like. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but I do like, uh, I will say, I do like him in this movie, Mark Wahlberg's character. He's fantastic in this yeah. movie. He's so funny. Yeah. And, you and make, he's the hero at the end. Yeah. You Well, now you ruined it. <laughs> I didn't ruin it. <laughs> it's good. Um, no, but you mentioned these, these, these actors wanted to be in this movie. Um, but they're all in, like, the perfect role. Like they all like are they play their roles perfectly. Like I couldn't think of any other actors playing the roles of these people in that movie at all. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, Jack Nicholson's. I mean, he's. It's funny because it almost takes like you know because now that people see Jack Nicholson, he's sitting on the sidelines at at the L.A. Lakers game, or like you see him in person, like he looks crazy. He looks like a crazy old man. And they yeah. almost took that, in and made it into his character. <laughs> like it's almost like he's playing himself a little bit. Like a, just a messed, more messed yeah. up version of himself. Um, yeah, good pick, Jim. Anything else on that? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say in the Academy Awards, it took Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, Editing, and Wahlberg was nominated for Supporting Actor. Right, right. And he didn't win. Did not win. Didn't win. Um, good, good pick, Jim. All right, let's, uh, let's hear a little bit from Frank. When you decide to be something, you can be it. That's what they don't tell you in the church. When I was your age, they would say we could become cops or criminals. Today, what I'm saying is this. When you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? Hmm? All right, Jim. Well, we both mentioned our number twos. Mine was uh, Darth Vader, and yours was the Joker. And so we... uh... we're going to get to number ones here, but do you have any honorable mentions? Um, yeah, I didn't even think about it. Okay. Well, I have a few and maybe there's some of yours too. One, I really, really wanted to put on my list Oh, and maybe I shouldn't mention it. Maybe, maybe it's number one. I don't know, but I really want to put Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th series on. Oh there. yeah. Um, uh, the wicked witch was, is a classic one. Um, the shark from jaws, which is great. <laughs> Not can can't really act that well, just to you know. But uh, no, Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter, uh, Agent Smith from uh, the Matrix. Um, I like Scar from The Lion King. That's a good pick. That's a good pick, and I, it was on my list for a while, and he kept dropping down. Uh, Bane, there's a Bane. Uh, he, Bane was on my list, and uh, uh, Kaiser Soze, Barbosa from the Pirates movies, Loki. There's some great villains out there, um, and uh, I have a couple more, but I don't want to. I want to um, say any more, just in case I've already said yours, or, <laughs> or I might. Uh, but let's uh, let's get into our number ones, Jim. You ready? Yes. All right, my number one. Um, this one I just watched this movie again last night because <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, some argue that it's not a Christmas movie. It's definitely a Christmas movie, and it is <laughs> it is Hans Gruber from Die Hard played by Alan Rickman and it's he's fantastic he's the greatest bad guy in any movie the greatest bad guy Alan Rickman is is amazing yes he's amazing I'm Alan 
Rickman. Uh, he's fantastic. Um, we lost him too soon. He's fantastic in everything he's done. Um, but yeah, he's the Hans Gruber. He plays Hans Gruber, main antagonist in the original Die Hard movie. Um, and he's he, his character is a is like a East East German terrorist, really. And uh, you find out they they take over this uh, building, and you find out. I mean, I'm not gonna. The movie's from is 30 years old, so I'm not ruining anything. You find out they're really not ter- they're terrorists, but they're really robbers, and they're re- stealing uh, barrier bonds from this building's vault. And um, and then uh, John McClane, played by Bruce Willis, is the is the is the hero, and he goes and and has to fight off all these men by himself. But uh, uh, Gruber, the, Rickman's character or the his portrayal of Gruber is amazing. Like he plays him like. Like he's like, kind of a normal guy, talks soft, and then he explodes a few a few times here here and there. It's fantastic. There's a scene where, cause him and uh, they don't see each other. Hans Gruber and John McClane they don't see each other, and they they don't know who what they look like. And there's one scene where John McClane finds him, and Hans right away like says, "Oh no!" He changes his accent to an American accent. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I'm, oh, I thought you were one of them. Uh, I'm trying to escape. And he's trying to pretend he's one of the hostages. And it's just so cool, like how it's almost so creepy that he's playing this normal guy and he's fooling our hero. And it's just like, oh, my God, it's such a great scene. Like, it's just, it's it's amazing. And uh, he even um, Bruce Willis' character even tries to test him. He's like, what's your name again? And he's like, uh, Bill Clay. And behind him is a... A roster of like people from the building <laughs> and so like he's like oh okay that checks out like it's so good like he was so smart enough to know like oh this guy might ask me <laughs> who I am so I'm gonna find a real like it's just such a great it's just such a cool it's just so cool um how how great of a bad guy he is and uh he just yeah and and, and one of the greatest the greatest deaths we've ever seen on screen is when he falls from the Nakatomi Plaza and it's not Christmas until it happens <laughs> And, um, but Alan Alan Rickman is 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 awesome. He's awesome in everything he did, and uh, he's just it's so he's just so good. Is down to the voice, down to the cool demeanor, and then when he has to flip out, and I mean, just there's a there's a sh- scene where he just it shoots this guy in the head, like just cold blooded, and doesn't even blink. You know, it's just it's great. It's just it it's like I think all the a lot of cop movies and stuff that have come after this. There's there's before too, but um, like some people like they're just not as good of a bad guy as Hans Gruber like he's just the best and so that's my number one best bad guy in, uh, in all movies I'm going to count to three there will not be a four give me the code one two I don't know it. I'm telling you. Get on the jet to Tokyo and ask the chairman. I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. All right, Jim. Your number one. My number one is... um, I love this character. It's a questionable human being. Good, good. But a great character. Uh, I'm going with... Kaiser Sose from The Usual Suspects. Oh, nice. 
Nice. I, yes. I was worried that I said him. I'm like, oh, that might be Jim's. <laughs> <laughs> Great pick, Jim. Great pick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, amazing movie. Great character. I mean, man, Spacey plays. Spacey he was a great actor. Right. I, I mean, he is a horrible human being, but he was a great actor. Right. Um, so we've talked about this movie before, and there might be some people who still haven't watched it. So I don't, I want to be very careful how I say things. Right. Because you, you need to watch this movie for the first time right. and, and not have anybody ruin it for you. But um, I probably already have ruined it but Kaiser Sose is a legendary villain in this movie and there's so many um, stories told about him in this movie that nobody knows who he is where he comes from what he does um, there's stories that he started out as a drug dealer there's stories that uh, there were some gangsters killed broke into his house and killed one of his kids in front of him so he killed his entire family and left one of them alive to tell the story. Jeez. There's these like horrific stories of things that he's done to create folklore so that people are scared of him when his business comes around. If you're a criminal and you end up working for Kaiser Sose, you pretty much just do the job and keep your mouth shut because of all these stories, the legend of him being this ruthless human being. It's just, it's so great. His character's amazing. It's just, it's such a great movie, man. Um, and uh, the director is uh, Brian Singer, who went on to do a lot of the X-Men stuff and a yeah. slew of other things. Um, what I thought was kind of cool is that, uh, so the name Sose was, uh, they got it, it's a Turkish name. And it was uh, said to be, someone who talks too much and doesn't understand what they're saying, literally drowning in your own words. So it, they found that name and it kind of fit because the character, one of the folklores is that he is Turkish. So they kind of ran with that. Plus, uh, there's one thing I was going to say, but it might ruin something. So I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say one little fact, but it'll definitely give something away. So, right. Uh, there's just so many little Easter eggs in this movie. and It's just incredible. The, the movie itself... Whoa. Oh, I'm Whoa. sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I think a fly landed on your speaker. Oh, I'm sorry. That was amazing. It might be because I'm outside and there's uh, mosquitoes and stuff. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> sorry. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I wasn't saying anything. Well, I was going to say the movie itself because I absolutely love this movie. And you're right. Like, we talked about this movie before, and I think we were we tiptoed around a lot of things because we do not... Like, I'm jealous of someone who's never seen it and who gets to see yeah. this movie for the first time. It's an amazing story. It's a perfectly laid out, perfectly played. Um, it's just, it's fantastic. So please, if you have not seen it, everyone else, go see it. A um, couple quick facts. This is, this just, this makes me miss movies like this because this movie's budget was $6 million. Jeez. It made $34.4 million. It came out, what, 95-ish, I think? Yeah, 95. Um, it, amazing. It's just like you can't – they don't make movies like that anymore. And uh, I just wish – it's a, it's a great story, like I said. And, um, yeah, the bad – it's not just the bad – it's everybody in the movie is fantastic. And, um, yeah, so good pick, Jim. Good pick. Oh, well, thank you. Spacey um, won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for it. Mm-hmm. And he, the character itself, placed 48th 
on the American Film Institute uh, 100 Heroes and Villains list nice. in, back in 2003. Nice. Um, time placed him number 10 on their list of uh, most memorable film characters, number five in Best Pop Culture Gangsters Entertainment Weekly, uh, number 37 on 100 Greatest Characters in the Past 20 Years, nice. number six in Most Vile Villains. Uh, the list goes on and on. I mean, different magazines, different websites. Um, and MSN ranked him number four on their list of 13 most menacing villains. Yeah. Uh, he's incredible, man. Great yeah. character. Well acted. Great writing. Awesome movie. Yeah. Good pick, Jim. Good. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. So Kaiser Sose, the character they actually based on a uh, American mass murderer named John List. Really? Uh, and he was a longtime fugitive. So in 1971, he killed his wife, mother, and three children oh, in, uh, in their home in Westfield, New Jersey, and then disappeared. And he had planned the murders so that, this is insane, so that nearly a month passed before anyone suspected him of anything. Really? And then he eluded the police for 18 years, and he was caught in 1989 because of America's Most Wanted. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, he was extradited back to Jersey, convicted on five counts of first-degree murder, and sentenced to five life terms in prison without parole. Is he currently alive? Or is he dead? Uh, he know. died in prison at age 82. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Good, good. All right, Jim. Well, that was a fun list. That was a fun that's a fun list. I like um I like movie villains. If you don't have good villains, you don't have a good movie. I I like to think, but uh um I got to mention uh, a couple people wrote in with their list of uh their favorite villains, Jim. And um uh one being uh uh who Oh, wait. I I got it wrong. I got I got the wrong list up, Jim. Here I go. Oh. I know. I'm the worst, aren't I? Just the, Just worst. the worst. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Remember that? Um what was that? Uh, Mike Myers with the Linda Richmond. That was one of my favorite SNL characters. <laughs> um, okay, uh, no, uh, let's see here. Um, Zach wrote in. Zach, uh, a good listener of the show, and uh, he wrote in with his number five. Do and five to one. Okay, uh, John Doe from Seven. We didn't mention him. That's another Kevin Spacey character. Um, fantastic. Oh, that's a great yeah, one. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, And uh, Jack Torrance from The Shining is another Jack Nicholson character. See, it's like a good theme here. Um, Alex from The Clockwork Orange. Have you ever seen uh, Clockwork uh, Orange? Oh, yeah. That's only, fantastic. Yeah, I've only seen it one time. Great movie. Um, He had Hans Gruber from Die Hard as number two, and then he had Hannibal Lecter, which is, uh, yeah, a great, great villain. Uh, His wife wrote in, Zach's wife wrote in, uh, Cuella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. It's really good. (laughs) She's great. Um, The Nazis from The Sound of Music. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yes, they are bad. We don't like that. The Dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. (laughs) Uh, Regina George from Mean Girls. People love Mean Girls. That is fantastic. It's a great pick. That's a great pick. And her number one was Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, and uh, Mike wrote in, but he only wrote two in. Uh, Nino Brown from New Jack City. Um, I've never seen New Jack City. Have you seen that one? Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. And he put in Ursula from Little Mermaid, also another great <laughs> Disney villain. And then my wife here, uh, she had um, the Russians from Red Dawn, <laughs> which that movie, like, she can't watch that movie. It freaks her out. Um 
she wrote Edgar from Men in Black, <laughs> which is the guy that they take over in the Edgar suit. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Captain James Hook from the movie Hook, Dustin Hoffman's portrayal of Hook, which is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> she she had a Batman character. She had Scarecrow from the Batman Begins. Oh, she loves book. that guy. What's the guy's name? Um, Cillian Murphy. Is that his name? That guy's fantastic. He's fantastic. She. Yeah, she thinks you he's... You've seen Red Eye? Did you ever see that movie? Uh, no, but she... Ha- my wife has it. She talks about it all the time, like, how creepy he is in that movie. Oh, yeah. His <laughs> yeah. eye. Yeah. Um, and then her number one is Freddy Krueger. So there you go. So, um, nice. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. All right, Jim. What? So what are we doing next show? Well, uh, next week, yeah. two weeks, um, this was recommended by your wife. My wife, yes. Um... Now, when I was a kid, I had a cassette tape, and I might have it here in Cleveland with me. I don't know if I grabbed it when I was home at one point, but it's a cassette tape of jingles, commercial jingles. Nice. Oh, uh, Alpha Seltzer, Good and Plenty, um, uh, Rice Krispies. We're gonna do our <laughs> we're gonna do our commer- our top five commercial jingles. Nice, and from any era. Obviously, it would be ones that yes. most of them might. Well, who knows what era we find? You know, some of these commercials ran for like thirty years. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I'm excited about this. They're already starting to pop in my head. I know exactly what a couple of mine are already going to be. So this is going to be fun. Um, I'm excited to hear from other people what theirs will be too. So, um, good stuff. I also had a. I had a. Uh, I might have had that same tape, Jim, <laughs> with all the commercial <laughs> jingles. Your mom probably still has yours, right? If you don't have it. Oh, I, yeah, I know exactly where it is. If I don't have it. With all right, perfect. Well, Gene, send it over to Jim so he can get <laughs> listen. Um, all right. Well, in the in uh, in the meantime, uh, people, you can listen to our other shows. Uh, all of our shows are on Podbean. You can go back and listen to all of them, and. Um, or um, I think we might be Fletcher and I be, might be doing another movie review coming up. Uh, I know people have been wanting it, so we'll maybe we'll do that. But also, you can reach us and hear us, Jim. Where can people do all that if they want to talk to us or send us a message? Oh well, we have this uh, we have this podcast. Yes, they can hear us there. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Gmail. Everything is at Tom and Jim's Top Five. Tom, you're doing a. Uh, you're doing a, a Snapchat account now, right? Uh, Snapchat, uh, Tinder, and Farmers Only, um, which I thought that one was weird um, because I, uh, I'm i not a farmer. Um, so the questions I'm getting asked, they know I'm a fake. But uh-huh. I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm doing a little studying, and I think Farmers Only is a good one. I, I, I Any other ones you suggest, Jim, that we should be on? Our, our J-Date account never really took off. Uh, no, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> it didn't at all. <laughs> In fact, I might have offended a few no, people on there. You just it's, you <laughs> you try you you throw out your fish, you cast it out there, you see what you get back. You know, yeah. it's all a marketing ploys. That's right. It's right. It's so, all, it, it, Jim. It's all a journey. It's all a journey. And, you know, uh, Tinder's doing well. Tinder's doing well. Yeah, I know it is. Um, I, I have a picture of you on there, though, not me. So, am I wearing that the pink bunny suit though from A Christmas Story? Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, that's why. That's yep, why. That's Have why. you seen clientele? <laughs> I, I, you know what? A listener, a listener Tom. I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, um, I'm just. Uh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. All right, let's let's get the hell out of here, Jim. Uh, Jim, I'm going to call you back in five minutes, and I hope you're wearing the bunny costume. I will probably be asleep. Oh, you can still wear the bunny costume. Sleep. I'm wearing it right now. I know. I'm in the house. I know that your powers of retention. 
are as wet as a warthog's backside. But thick as you are, pay attention. My words are a matter of pride. It's clear from your vacant expression. The lights are not all on upstairs. But we are talking kings and successions. Even you can't be caught unawares. So prepare for the chance of a lifetime. Be prepared for sensational news. A shining new era is tiptoeing nearer. And where do we feature? Just listen to teacher. I know it sounds sordid, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously swear. Be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. <laughs> we'll be prepared. For what? For the death of the king. Why, is he sick? No, fool, we're gonna kill him. And Simba, too. Great idea! Who needs a king? No king, no king. La, 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 la. Idiots! There will be a king! Hey, but you said, uh... I will be king! Stick with me, and you'll never go hungry again! Without me! <laughs> <laughs> 